Hello, I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction. And I'm Kelly, a fantasy writer being held together by threads of optimism. And this is Writish, the podcast by writers for writers, where we discuss craft and hot topics in the writing community. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about revision now that NaNoWriMo is over. If you are new to NaNoWriMo and don't already know, there is a page on their website called Now What? where they give advice on what to do now that the 30-day marathon or mad dash, depending on how you did, is over in drafting a novel. The assumption is that hopefully you are not going to be publishing your first draft, which Regardless of how clean your first draft is, we all have to admit that a first draft is probably shitty to some degree and needs editing before it sees the light of day. And so we're going to be talking about how we do that. And the first thing that I would say, and a lot of people agree, is that you should take a break before you jump in. Because if you do it right away, you're still going to be very close to your story. And while you will have to make minute changes normally, you want your first pass to handle the bigger picture things because also those bigger picture things can trickle down into smaller details. What you want to do is take a break so that you can have the perspective you need to see the bigger picture instead of still being in the weeds of your story and thinking like, oh, I need to change this in this chapter because of blank and think more about, oh, do the chapters flow well together? Do I need to add in things in between as transitions or does this character not make sense at all? And maybe I should eliminate them. And that has a lot of changes as Kate Kavanaugh knows. And, you know, I've definitely gone through different story plans, especially for my final book in my Belgrave Legacy trilogy, Taming the Alpha, I had a lot of, not endings, but I had a lot of different final confrontations in mind. So just to echo what Zara is saying, don't rush to absolutely tear yourself and your writing apart. Some people need a few weeks, but others need a minimum of like three months and both are okay and both are valid. I know we often talk about writing as an art form and revision in its own right is also an art, a craft that you will have to learn. So be patient with yourself as you critique your own work. I think it's a lot easier in some ways to critique someone else's work because it's kind of similar to writing a book report or a book review, which people should be doing for their favorite authors, indie or traditionally published because reviews really help authors get more readers and we all want more readers. But when it comes to yourself, we talked about imposter syndrome and about how, you know, we doubt ourselves more than we need to. But in addition to that, we are normally very critical of ourselves as writers, which we've also mentioned in past episodes. That hypercriticalness can really hurt us because it can kind of make us feel that we're a failure even when we're not because said in a previous episode, all a first draft has to do is exist. We need to remember that we are fixing things, but in order to do that, we need to also remember that it is known that these things are going to be fixed. So I touched on it a little bit, but revision as a reader, the perspective that you need to get from your break, however long you choose to make it, is so that when you read the story, you can view it as a reader. So what you want to do, in my opinion, and again, this is all advice, and I'm not someone who's going to say you have to do things a certain way because I don't believe in that at all. But if you are reading your story as a reader, I would recommend either reading it straight through and not making any comments at all, but thinking in your head about things 
or reading it through and maybe at the end of each chapter being like what you like and what you didn't like and then at the end making some general notes to yourself so that when you then go back as a writer to revise you know what you liked and didn't like. I definitely need to do that with my revision process more if I'm being honest and frank. While I do enjoy printing off my story and binding it and that whole experience of having it in my hand, I would go through it with a red pen while I was reading it. So I would go through it as a writer reading it. And I feel like for me in the beginning, that wasn't really helping me at all. If anything, it was me picking over details that didn't really matter. So while yes, you're going to be cutting stuff out of your story, I didn't take a break from my story. I did not have that separation. So whenever I went back through a day or so later, I still had that deep connection to the manuscript. And whenever I was going through and critiquing it, I was trying to elaborate more on the plot or make it more extravagant, bigger, better. Like how could I amp this up more? But whenever I went back after putting it down and shelving it for about four months, all of those red ink comments were completely like out in left field. Like that would do nothing for my story. So for me personally, I have learned that it is better for me if I take a break and step away from it with the ink pen (laughs) and wait a while. And I know people often talk about wearing different hats whenever you're a writer. And this just doesn't go for writers who want to pursue indie publishing. As a writer, it's a learning process to go from the writing hat to the reading hat to the editing and revision hat. So take your time and know that you will get better at it with practice. But the key is to accept that you will have to do all these things, even if you want to be a traditionally published author, because no agent will desire a first draft in their query box. And I don't blame them because first drafts are a lot of work. Okay, so you've done your revision as a reader, which can have as many or as few notes as you need for yourself. And then you're going to read through your manuscript again, this time with the red pen that Kelly mentioned, either literally if you edit on paper like most authors do, or if you're like me and you edit solely digitally, you are probably using track changes, which if you're not, you should because there is a chance you want to undo a revision that you made when you inevitably go through a second revision because I hate to break it to you, one revision is normally not enough and that's okay. You then are going through your story and you might be making more line-by-line comments. I'm sure that people can think of all the things that they nitpick about a story that they've written. And this is the time for that. We can finally let the inner editor out of the jail cell that we stuck them in for NaNoWriMo. And we are going to listen to them. We are going to let them have free reign while remembering that this is a process. And it's okay that there are errors because you wrote it in 30 days or less. So that you were talking about using track changes. I don't use that. Would you care to elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure. Um, If you're in Word or Pages or Google Docs, there are settings normally under the formatting or editing menu. It kind of depends on the program where you are going to turn on track changes so that 
you can either type in a change immediately or you can use the commenting feature, which I think is very good for general things if you're not sure about how to fix something right off the bat. And I would actually recommend that your first revision as a writer would be making comments about what to fix and then doing another one where you actually decide how to fix stuff so you don't get bogged down at any point in the process in just fixing one chapter over and over and over again. But you make it through the whole novel to see the changes you need to make because sometimes the change at the end will also affect the beginning and you don't know that if you haven't noticed that you need to make a change at the end. But then track changes allows you to type in a change that you are doing and then it will give you the option to accept the change or revert the change, which means if you read it again after you've made all your changes and you're like, actually, I don't like that. You can either revert the change to what it was before or you can make another change. I think the best way for that specifically though is that because you're going to be layering changes on top of each other, Google Docs saves each draft in a way that you can roll it back completely. It's not just whether or not you click accept the change. It will include saved versions of the document with the unapproved changes because they will be saved. And then Scrivener has a similar thing where you can take a snapshot in the inspector panel of any document. And what I do is I have a document for each scene. And if a chapter is one scene, then I have a document for that. But you take a snapshot of that and you can roll it back the same way you do in Google Docs. Whereas with Word and Pages, I believe the best way to do it is to make a copy of the file. I might be wrong. I haven't been using Word and Pages as much in recent years for novel writing. But basically, Kelly and I had mentioned that we have deleted a lot of old writing, which we both regret. And this is a good way to save old draft in the process of your revision process so that if you want to go back, you can either for publication purposes or maybe in the future when you are offering behind the scenes looks to your readers. I think that was very well put. Um, so something personally that has been hard for me to accept whenever coming back in with revisions as a writer is learning what is vital to your story and what's just better to stay in your mind as the writer, as the author of that story. So to branch from what's vital or non-vital in your manuscript, you will inevitably have to, as the saying goes, kill your darlings. I'm sure you've heard some others use this terminology. I know Alexa Dunn made a video about it, which is where I kind of learn some things from. But what it means is not every detail, part, or character is essential to the plot and it's your job as the writer to take them out. So this could look like cutting a good bit from your manuscript or cutting a character in the next rewrite. While this may seem a little bit overwhelming at first, don't freak out. It's going to be okay. And while that may be easier said than done, just know that this big step of killing your darlings will get you started on the right path to growing in this craft. We've mentioned a lot that one round normally isn't enough. There are lots of ways to do this. There are some authors who revise and revise and revise until it is perfect and then they give it to beta readers. There are some people who are drafting, give it to alpha readers in the roughest form that exists, you know, right from the mind to the page, then to the alpha reader, typos and all. Or some people, you know, try and get rid of the typos and then give it to their alpha readers, but it hasn't been edited necessarily because you're not worried about that. You're worried about just getting the story out there to your alpha readers for feedback. Beta readers, they get a cleaner draft. And then there are some people who take the feedback from those rounds and they 
they revise in between, which I do recommend because you don't want your beta readers commenting on things your alpha readers did that you're already going to change because that's kind of a waste of time for them. You go through rounds of revision where you do what you want to change, and then you get some feedback, and then you make the changes based on that feedback. You don't have to appease all of your alpha readers. That is not the point of the feedback. It is to see what other readers think, and you can make informed decisions on whether or not you want to clarify something that they are asking about, or you can say, like I often do, there's a reason that it is still confusing, and I have not fully explained it because it is coming later, and that is okay, and I know that they are asking the right questions, but I am choosing not to answer them yet. So you keep doing that. You eventually will arrive at a version of the manuscript that you think is as good as possible. And if you can afford it, and if you choose to, you can pay for an editor. I know that is controversial to say if you choose to. A lot of people say you need an editor, and there are a lot of book reviewer websites and blogs that will not accept books that have not been professionally edited. But in reality, if long as you are getting feedback and making the story as good as you can and the grammar as good as you can either by doing a ton of research by yourself with all the grammar rules or using the free version of Grammarly or Spellcheck and I recommend using multiple softwares like that actually because some of them will pick up things that the others don't and sometimes you just need a human eye to realize that you wrote the wrong type of where and that's fine and that's what multiple revisions are also for so that you can catch things that you don't catch in earlier versions. Every revision you will get very close the manuscript so I would also recommend that if you can give yourself at least one week in between drafts so that you get the perspective you need but not so much that you have to reread the whole book as a reader all the way from the beginning again. So I feel like it goes without saying that you grow as you become better through the craft by accepting that you are not the exception. So Zara you gave a lot of really great advice and I know some advice that I took from Meg Latour from iWriterly. She talks a lot about there being rules and while there may be the occasional outlier don't go into the query trenches thinking that you are the exception. So the sooner you accept that, the less hurt your feelings will be. Now, the reason I bring this up while we are talking about revision and that whole roundabout point is like Zara said, it'll take more than just one round of revisions. You are not the exception of creating this perfect diamond first draft. <laughs> perfect second draft. Yeah, it takes time and that's okay. So just go into it knowing that it takes time and not going in thinking that you're going to be this outlier of the rules because writing a book is hard and writing a book is work and your mama role is here to tell you that it's okay and it'll be worth it the tedious rounds of editing you know going through that process in the end when you are able to go into the query trenches if you're pursuing traditional publishing with a nice clean polished as you can get manuscript I cannot tell you the amount of changes that curse breaker has had gone through most of my works have had shifts and changes as I leveled up my writing game but curse breaker is one that comes to mind because just of how much the story and the plot has evolved from the initial zero draft. So these changes vary from my main character, Alara Everwolf, to like her total overhaul. She's not a 12-year-old little girl anymore. She has no illness. And even down to her appearance, um, she was going to have dark, inky black hair. And now it is like an ashened gray. And to smaller scale details, like giving her siblings and how much that actually enhanced the plot and enhanced showing who she is 
is as a character and as an individual and how she interacts with the people around her to tweaking names of other supportive characters and so on and so forth. So what I'm trying to get at is that this is the perfect time to take your break from your book baby, set it aside, but set it aside with the knowledge and the discipline that you will come back to it within a few weeks or maybe two months and level up that book baby. You owe it to your manuscript and you owe it to yourself if you are trying to pursue your writing more seriously. So to start taking it more seriously, many times the first step, it comes in the form of the first few rounds of revision. This has been the Writish Podcast, and we will be back with another episode next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Writish Podcast without a hyphen and on Kofi at ko-fi.com slash the Writish Podcast again without a hyphen. Be sure to join us for our conversation about the best writing advice we've heard. Bye. Bye.